Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. From KQED. Good morning. This is the California Report, and I'm Saul Gonzalez in Los Angeles. From time to time this summer, the California Report will take you to places in our state that will put you, we hope, in a summertime mood and give you some ideas for what you can do this season. Later in the show, for instance, we'll be talking about hiking. We'll also learn how people from all walks of life are spending their summer in the Golden State. But we begin by talking about the dollars and cents of California's tourism economy and how things are shaping up this summer travel season in the wake of the COVID pandemic. Joining me now to talk about how California tourism is faring is Carolyn Batetta, the president and CEO of Visit California, the nonprofit that promotes tourism in the Golden State. So, Ms. Batetta, how is the state's tourism market this summer? We're doing quite well. We're actually 93% recovered from 2019. So, we're almost back. Uh, visitors in 2022 spent 134 points. $4 billion. And this year in 2023, we are very confident, probably even the summer that we will surpass those 2019 numbers. And have any trend lines emerged in the California tourism industry? Maybe some of them relate to changes you saw during the pandemic. Well, what's really interesting about that is as horrific as the pandemic was for California's travel industry, what was interesting is Californians rediscovered California because people were not traveling overseas or even long haul. So I think that hopefully will stay with us. And I'd like to encourage our listeners to choose California this summer because it really helps communities and their fellow Californians. It's a lot easier to visit world-class destinations right in your backyard than passports and flight delays and misconnections, et cetera. And can you talk about just the intensity of the tourism industry? I imagine California is always in competition with places like Florida, Hawaii, and some destinations abroad like the UK and Australia. And that rivalry for capturing tourists and their money can be pretty cutthroat. My word, not yours, but am I right? I'll, I'll, I'll borrow that. It's definitely cutthroat. And California is a global destination. We're the number one travel destination in the United States. We're actually one and a half times the size of the Florida tourism economy and five times the size of the Hawaiian tourism economy. So to your point, we are competing globally, head to head with Australia, Europe, etc. So it is very cutthroat. Destinations like Florida have highly invested in bringing visitor dollars to their destination. And likewise, we are doing the same. That was Carolyn Batetta of Visit California, the nonprofit charged with promoting tourism in the Golden State.
Hi, I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey, that's where you go to Sunshine State, but we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Randa Fettah from Throughline. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org podcast. And now the California Report's Keith Mizuguchi takes us outdoors and learns about the best places to hike in the Golden State. Keith talked to Chris Hazard, an author and professional hiking guide who's known as the Hiking Guy. In your opinion, what are some of the best places to explore when it comes to hiking in California? There's so much to explore in California. I mean, we have so many different diverse ecosystems here, everything from the Southern Cascades all the way down to the Sonoran Desert, Joshua Tree, the Mojave coastal ranges. I mean, you can just take your pick of what you want to do here. Obviously, we have the national parks like Yosemite, but there's also great options like national forests that don't get so crowded as national parks and just offer basically the same types of scenery. You mentioned national parks. I think that's what a lot of people think of when they think of outdoors in California. But there are some challenges to actually getting to the national parks and booking time to go there, right? Yeah, well, the national parks have been instituting a permit system basically to address overcrowding. So in places like Yosemite now, you need to get a timed permit just to visit the park, not even to do like a hike like Half Dome or something. So you just have to check before you go. What about for people who might not be experienced hikers? What are some of your tips on how best to kind of traverse trails, parks uh, in California? Yeah, if you're just starting, it's really about preparation. So an important thing to do is when you do find a trail or a hike that you want to do is just share that with somebody, a loved one, and let them know you're going to do it and you're going to be back at a certain time. Because if some reason you get lost or you get caught out after dark, maybe roll an ankle or something, That's the common thing. People get lost. They roll an ankle. It's usually not catastrophic. We've talked a lot on this show about this year's massive snowpack. And, uh, you know, it's ended a lot of the drought restrictions across the state. But it's also providing some concerns for people who do enjoy the outdoors. What are some tips for people who might be going in areas that could see flooding, could see high water and fast-moving water uh, where they're hiking. So the first thing you should do is check with the park and make sure that it's open. And when you actually do hike, just be aware that the stream crossings will probably be a little more intense than normal. For a lot of people, having trekking poles will help cross streams. And if you ever feel like you can't cross a stream or it looks too dangerous, just turn around and go back. Do you yourself have any sort of Favorite hiking trips, hiking spots that maybe are off the beaten path? Yeah, I love to go to uh, National Forest. Down here in Southern California, we have San Bernardino National Forest. We have 11,000 foot peaks there. You know, in the center of the state, you can go to Inyo 
National Forest. There's a great hike, Cottonwood Lakes. You don't need a permit for it. It's beautiful Alpine Lakes. It's right next to Mount Whitney. So, you know, always just look for a national forest if you can't get into a national park. There's a ton of great gems out there. That was Chris Hazard, a professional hiking guide. You can find out more on his website, hikingguide.com. Chris, thanks so much for joining us this morning. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. And that is the California Report for Monday, July 3rd. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm your host, Saul Gonzalez. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Support for the California Report comes from Stanford Medicine, comprising its School of Medicine and adult and children's health systems, working together to advance knowledge and improve lives. StanfordMedicine.org. The James Irvine Foundation, committed to a California where all low-income workers have the power to advance economically. Learn more at Irvine.org. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt through the Schmidt Family Foundation, working together to create a just world where all people have access to renewable energy, clean air and water, and healthy food. On the web at theschmidt.org. Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? It's history, it's people, it's unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out The Bay Curious Book. I'm Katrina Schwartz, editor and producer on The Bay Curious Podcast, and I'm here to let you know that for the month of May, we've worked out a sweet deal for KQED podcast listeners. Right now, you can get The Bay Curious ebook for $1.99. That's right, $1.99. Just search for Bay Curious wherever you get your ebooks or find a link in our show notes. This offer does expire at the end of the month, though, so you'll want to act on it fast. Happy reading! Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member. Get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks.